But how is, is that any different than like, I, I agree, it seems a little more artsy, but like then when I think of like ice dancing, right? When they're doing like are the things on oh, ice skating. Okay, I, I, I get your point on that, but are there like time restraints to this? Yeah, I'd say we'd have to put a time restraint on it because if they just had forever, they would just keep doing it, right? Like maybe you have an hour. they build like an igloo castle if they could. So it's not only pretty, but also weight. So there's got to be points for both. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And igloo, I guess it would have to be somewhat in that shape too, right? Yeah. Yep. Wait, is the definition of an igloo is just like a shelter made of ice? Yeah, I think probably. I think that probably is right. Yeah. Igloo yeah. mansion, dude. Yeah, that's a good point. I used to, that'd be a big thing as a kid, right? You used to love doing that. You would just love one. Never uh, made an igloo. Never Really? You never were a big like, snow fort person? No, I, I don't. No. <laughs> okay. That was my thing. That was Snowman my thing. a couple times. Has there been that much snow where you could actually make an igloo? I mean, right now there's definitely enough in the Chicago area. Right now it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's but there was a few. Parking lot there's, that's plowed. There, there's many times in my youth that there was. Obviously, at our size, probably not. But when I was younger, you don't need as much snow. I was a smaller person when I was younger. Uh, okay, that's good stuff. Uh, slam ball, he said. Do you remember slam ball? Trampoline basketball? No. So that's like Trampskaball. Wait, is, wait, wait. Is that like the is that the thing where you like smack the ball on the trampoline? No, you don't or smack. Like you're thinking you you're thinking the spike ball. Dunk. You're thinking the spike ball. I'm thinking the spike ball. You're right. Yeah, slam ball. So they slam had for ball a little is bit. like basketball with trampolines. Correct. And Correct. And, and okay. uh, Smacko, if you've never, you haven't, maybe you haven't heard this reference. In high school, we had. Uh, these tournaments in my backyard would get a lot of people uh, two on two, and it was called Trampskitball. You can look up Trampskitball. Uh, it was basically the backyard version of Slam Ball, and those would get pretty intense as well. Uh, quite well, a few tournaments. That sounds like kind of a you know mean term to say, Jared. What is? Oh, Trampskitball. Trampskitball. Yeah, uh, and there was some females that uh, played the sport. Uh, they would have their own little uh, you know be, like usually one match would be just the girls playing each other. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was meant to be the, the tramp part was part of the trampoline, but it could be in, inferred a few different ways. So that's a good catch, Pat. Thanks. Uh, okay, next one. I slam ball. The thing is, I feel like it's still more of a summer thing because there's no. I feel like every winter sport has some sort of ice or snow related thing. Wait, are we just doing winter sports? This is winter Olympic events. But so you said just come up with an Olympic event. Okay, all right. I can I can be alright with slam ball. I'm alright with it. It's indoor. There's not, it's not really an outdoor thing, so I can be okay with it. Uh, snowflake catching. See how many snowflakes you can catch in your mouth. How do you keep track? That's a tough part. Yes. Okay. I like, that's a good point. Cause as soon as they go in your mouth, they're going to melt. Maybe you have to have a little catcher. So maybe you're not catching them. Like maybe you have a, uh, like a dental dam, you know? <laughs> um, and then you do that so that it doesn't melt. And then you can keep that, uh, so that it catches all the snowflakes. Yeah, maybe you have one of those laying around. <laughs> well, you no, they supply them. The Olympic supplies them. Oh, okay, good to know. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I'm I'm good with that. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three on PS2, good game. Okay, we can't turn video games <laughs> into Olympic events. Okay, it just how, can't about this? how about this? Because how about that this? is just going to open a whole new avenue of what's a sport this? and what's not a sport. But it has to be in an igloo. Okay, so you have to sit in a cold ice yes. shelter. Yep, and then play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 on PS2. On PS2. There was a 3? I just remember number 1 and number 2. I, there is a 3. 
There's even a PS4, I think, bet. Nothing beats number one. Or number two with Tony Hawk Pro Series 3. Okay, yeah, good call. That's a good game. That's a very good game. Uh, Giant Snow Maze. He says, think Bowie's Labyrinth, but winter and walls made of ice and snow. It says, don't get eliminated. Uh, Yes, Snow Maze. So, like a race, like who does the maze the fastest? This one, I feel like the problem could be there could be a lot of room for cheating. You know, maybe. What's that? You could, like, dig through the snow. Oh, or you could dig through the snow. Maybe that's one way to do Maybe that's allowed. I can, uh, I can just think of The Shining right now. You know that scene in The Shining? Yeah. That's all I can think about right now. Yeah, but, but but made of snow and ice. Yep. Yep, perfect. Yeah, I think I think that would be good, and I think one of the options is instead of trying to go through it, you could try to just go through the maze, like get some big, huge guys and run through maze walls, <coughs> like the Kool-Aid Man or something like that. And that would be like one. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love those Smacko. Keep them up. Um, okay, uh, Pat. What are some of yours? Love me some Smacko. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this today, and the only things I could really think about are things that are applicable to life that I've seen. Okay. So, um, you ever drive in commuting through Chicago? Sometimes there's two lanes traffic but some asshole makes it three lanes by pulling all the way to the right yes so i thought and i guess since these are winter sports we could say icy roads okay um racing is considered a sport isn't it racing is considered a sport yes for whatever reason it is um red light drag racing red light drag racing red light drag racing and um but the roads are icy so you can spin out the roads are icy, number one, so you got to have the tire traction. Yep. Or you got to figure that out. And then number two, I don't know how this applies to the person on the left, but there's cars all the way to the right. So if you're on the right, it's extra points if you could win and get ahead of the guy on the left. And if mm. you lose, you kind of hit the car all the way on the right. <laughs> you just get in an accident. Yeah, pretty much something I see all the time. Perfect. Except the accident part never happens. Yeah, but it should. <laughs> Learn to drive, asshole. Yeah, yeah sure. that's one. Okay, I like it. Drag racing. Yep. Um, I don't know how we could make this a winter sport, but I thought of um impaired boxing. Hmm. Um. So they're doing it. They're fighting well, on let ice. Me ex- let me explain the okay, rules. Okay. Let me explain the rules. Okay. Um, you have to blow at least a point oh eight on a breathalyzer or higher before competing, and okay. then you box. You take your shirt off, yeah. you know, you, you have a beer. Okay. And it's just one round. Last person standing. I, I think this would be perfect on ice, Pat. They're already drunk. On ice. They're falling down. <laughs> like, it's a rink. It's like a normal boxing rink, but the, just the surface is made of ice. Um, At another dimension, balance. And balance, exactly. And here's even better. How about this floating ice? Like, it's a big chunk of ice that's floating on water. Uh, kind of oh, like an man. iceberg type thing, making it a little more dangerous too. Okay, so let's take it to another level: boxing or push the dude off the ice. Yes, like a sumo. You're missing sumo and boxing. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Because you know you got the impairedness, you got the extra ounce of you know swagger or whatever you bring to yep. it. It's yep. something that I feel like I've only seen real live boxing, non-professional, when been impaired. Yep, so agreed. I figured that it would apply. Agreed. Okay, and then the last one I thought of, and I guess this is winter, 
Twitterized. Um, we're going to do a physical sliding into DMs challenge. <laughs> okay. Yep. And so the point scale is based off two things. The strength off of the actual physical slide. So you're going to have this slide on ice, right? Mm-hmm. You got to slide through this, like, basically igloo of snow. Okay. So the actual physical slide gives you points. And then on top of it, you have to be carrying either a meme or a phrase. And the strength okay. of the meme or the phrase gives you points. Sliding into DMs. Perfect. <laughs> and it just, who can, is it, you're trying to get, like, to a distance? Or, like, what is, what, what is, how you win? How do you win? No, everyone starts from the same distance. Yeah, yeah. You're holding, like, basically, like, if you were to go to a sporting event, like a sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to see a person on the other end. You have to come up with either a meme oh, or I a see, phrase. Oh, I see, I see, In about a minute, so you got to be a meme expert. Yep. Then you have to physically slide through this. So that's one point. And point number two is how applicable is the meme or oh, the Oh, you have to have some judges. Yes. Got it. Perfect. Physically signing, physically signing DMs. Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Brad's Brad Durant. He emailed. He said uh, he's got a couple here for Olympic ideas. Icebox Jenga, single and doubles. You say Jenga? Yeah. So I'm assuming he's like, ma- like pulling pulling the thing and not having it collapse. Yeah, the game singles and doubles though. Icebox Jenga. That's so you're doing it maybe in a cold environment. Or maybe the Jenga pieces are made of ice. I don't know. Uh, I guess it could probably be either. I would say option B. Okay. If okay. I had to pick. Okay. So then there's another element to that. Um, it's melting, so you got to figure that out. Oh, you got to do it fast. There's an element of, of speed there. Either got to do it fast or they're going to melt together. Yep. It's confusing. Yep, that's very true. Competitive ice carving. Uh, my boss actually does this uh, quite a bit. He goes and competes. He just competed in... Uh, Colorado uh, in a big competition doing, like, snow ice carving stuff. Uh, so this sounds like another thing that's more of an art than an actual sport. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. More of, I would say more of an art, so you'd need some judges, which those kind of sports always make it a little bit tough to, um, you know, to, like... Well, I don't know. I guess, like, <sighs> there's, there's a physical element to it. Yeah. Right? And, like, when you think of outdoor sports, isn't there, like, a... Like, isn't even, like, lumberjacking a sport? Kind of, yeah. I mean, they definitely make the lumberjack events, um, you know, in a sports. I've seen people running on logs in the water. What's it called? Wheelbarrow? No. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about, but that's definitely a thing. Yeah. They, they, those are the lumberjack competitions. So they have a that's considered an outdoor sport. So I guess, you know, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe yeah. this is a good, good thing. Uh, mush relays. So like the Iditarod. Mushes and mushroom? I'm assuming he's meaning like the uh, Iditarod type stuff. Like oh, the bunch, dogs? The dog sledding. Okay. But then here's this next one I like a lot. Mushing with exotic animals. <laughs> so I like this. Yeah. Uh, I like I like to think of like an ostrich. That would be awesome. Just a bunch of ostrich in the snow. Yeah, they would hate it. There's not a lot of good yeah. like exotic snow animals, you know? Could you have a bunch of birds pulling you, but they just have to keep pulling you straight? I feel like they wouldn't listen so well. Hey, penguins are technically birds. Oh, penguins. That'd be sick. <laughs> and part of it, you're going They're through water. Waddling. 
How about, yeah, part of it you have to go through, like, there's little puddles they go through and, like, this so the thing floats a little bit, too, so they can also swim. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Virtual Reality Sims Igloo Edition. Uh... Well, that gets kind of confusing. I guess you could make it physical if you put that like hard bed in there and have the two Sims go at it. But I don't yeah. know how else you do that. <laughs> God, it felt like so uh, crazy. Like you were getting away with so much during those times. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I never did that as a young kid. Yeah, I no, you just no, you just your friends just do it. Yeah. You never wanted to see what they would do. No, there. no, no, it definitely wasn't you. You just heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> I read about it. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, Hunger Games. Polar Bears versus Eskimos. Never seen the Hunger Games, never read the Hunger Games, have no idea. So this is saying basically they put everybody into a big arena and they have to kill each other. Last one that doesn't die is the winner. So Bears versus Eskimos. I feel like, well, the Eskimos get like weapons? I don't know. What's fair? Well, it's not fair if the Bears don't get weapons. That's true. No weapons. You can make weapons. No weapons, the Bears win every time. That's true. But the humans can make weapons if they want. There's trees around. <laughs> okay, you're going to whittle a stick? Yeah. <laughs> Out of other wood. Yeah. Out of other wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bears would probably win, but, you know, they could also communicate better, the Eskimos. So we'll see. We'll give them, their, we'll give them a fair shot. I feel like without, like, a gun, the bears would still win every time. Yeah. And the Eskimos, the thing with this is we got to get it from different countries. Eskimos, I feel like, are pretty specific to certain countries so i i like this next one a lot seattle fish market toss so you remember the guys in so, seattle well fish market, it has they, to be based the in the u.s well just maybe that concept so they just had to toss these fish they toss the fish onto ice right because that's what they had to get tossed onto ice so that's perfect for the snow and they have to see maybe what distance they have to keep like keep it in the little ice bucket they have to land it in an ice bucket and they see who can do it from the furthest distance and then you have like Different competitions can be different types of fish. So there'd be like salmon or walleye, um, you know, tilapia. Just toss the like, fuck out of that fish. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to some big, like the heavy hitters would be some big fish in there. Um, like the big old tunas. Last one here from Brad, Turtle Wars. Turtle Wars. You know, I used to go to Minnesota and there was turtle races in Longwood, Minnesota. So what is a turtle war? It sounds more dangerous than a turtle race. Turtle race is pretty brutal to watch. Pretty boring? Um, as a kid, it's great. But if you think about it, like, now, yeah. it's like they're kind of walking. Yeah. There's, there's a bar in Chicago that does turtle races. So turtle, turtle wars, how about this? Uh... Brad, By here's... the way, I will say this. I've never met a nice turtle in my life. <laughs> Just personality-wise? Yeah, sure. They're snapping. They don't want to say hi. They hide in their shell. I've never met a friendly turtle in my life. How long have you gotten to know one? How much time have you spent to get to know one? Like 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I learned all I needed to know. <laughs> bad first impressions. Turtle gives off bad first impressions, at least. Right least. away. Yeah. Either don't talk to me or fuck off. Either yep. time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, so I'm thinking for this, Brad, for Turtle Wars, we make it into curling, but with turtle shells. Like the turtles are... I like gonna, that a gonna, lot Yeah, they're going to stay inside. They're going to stay inside their shells either way because, you know, they're scared of Pat. 
So we just have Pat as a ref or something, so they'll stay inside their shells, and then we'll just play curling. It's almost like Mario Kart. Exactly. It's very similar to Mario Kart. <laughs> I like this. Um, all right. Here's my ideas. This is the last ones here. Okay. So I was thinking, like, so like your lumberjack competitions, how about shoveling? And so, like, they have to do, there's, like, a certain, like, there's different lengths of sidewalks that you have to do. And they just put a big, everybody has the same big chunk of snow that's in front of their sidewalk. And they, you know, have to clear off the sidewalk in a certain amount of time. So here's my thing about that, because I shovel all the time. Yeah. How, like, close to the ground? I was thinking about this, and I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up, because this is what's up So, like, what happens, like, does does a car run over this, and then it's a major pain in the ass, or is it just, like, soft snow? Ooh, interesting. I do like that factor where once this car runs over it, it's harder to shovel. So it might be good yeah. to have some X factors in I've there. Like ta- I've tossed shovels over this. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'm thinking to keep it fair, you just have it just the straight You know, like maybe they're doing this on an outdoor track that's covered in snow. So maybe there's like a 100-meter, 50-meter, you know, there could be like a mile-long shovel. So it's really endurance thing. And, uh, you know, that. so I'm thinking it has to be, there has to at least to be a, okay, it's going to be the width. It's only going to be like two feet wide but it at least has to have a part, a constant string of no snow. So it, it can only, it could be just the width of like your finger, but it has to just be at least one constant string of, you know, no snow. Is it like level ground? Or you yes, got like level ground. sidewalk blocks that no. are like half an inch taller I'm thinking, than the I'm other thinking and for, you I'm break think, your shit over Yeah, it. no, I think it's going to be more streamlined. So it's going to be a flat surface. It's like a track you yeah. run on. Exactly. I think it's going to put the fun back into shoveling. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, so that was one. Uh, here's my next one. A how about a sled? Like it's a like they're going down one of the you know like a smaller part of the hill that they would use for snowboarding. You have two people on the sled, or maybe just one. There's there's singles and doubles, and they all have to have a hot cup of either hot chocolate or co- or coffee in their hand, and whoever has keeps the most of the liquid in their cup by the time they get down to the bottom of the hill wins. So they measure everybody has the same amount of liquid. And then you pour it into, when you're done, you get down to the bottom of the hill, you pour the coffee into a, like a beaker so it keeps, you know, the exact milliliters. You're going into metric system here. And then it, whoever has the most liquid at the end, whoever had the steadiest hand going down the mountain, uh, you get, you win. And there's like bumpy. Can it be it's spiked bumpy. hot chocolate? It can be whatever you want. And you can drink it after. Yeah. You can add, yeah, you can add drinks to it if you want. Um, but, and it's Celebrate. a bumpy hill. So, you know, people are trying to, and it's really hot. So it's going to, if it spills on them, it'll burn them. Ah, I see. Um, here's another one. I got two more. Uh, okay. So, you know, that push up thing where like, say if, if I was doing push ups and then you were like doing push ups right behind me and I put my, my back two feet on your shoulders and then we were kind of doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have a line of this, like, four people doing this. It's like a four-man team. And so each person, so the only person that has both their feet and their hands on the ground is the very back person. Do you know what I'm saying? Because per, each person in front of them just has their hands on the ground and their feet are on the person's shoulders behind them. So it's a four-person team. And then you go up. It's a race with, uh, with other teams. Um, up, you go up a mountain, like you don't have to go, maybe not up the whole thing, but you go about certain distances and you, your, your team is climbing with just the hands and the one guy with the feet in the back up the mountain. And so they have special gloves for this. I'm assuming they would make special gloves. Olympics would. That's like a human wheelbarrow, like human wheelbarrow, but four person human wheelbarrow kind of. 
um, up the mountain. It's like a human centipede. Yeah, it's whatever. Yes. All right, last one here, Pat. Then we'll let you go. Um, Pickup sticks, but with flavor ices. What is pickup sticks? The kids' game. Do you never play pickup sticks? No. It's where you. It's like a bunch of little plastic sticks. Usually they're plastic, and you drop them on the ground, and then you have to pick up each of the things without moving the other ones. And if you move, then it's the next person's turn, or you lose that kind of thing. So you would just have a bunch of flavor ices. You drop that, but with popsicles. Flavor ices, yeah, still in the wrapper. And so you'd have they're to. Each thing. team would go around, and you'd get as many as you could without moving the other ones. And once whoever had the most at the end wins. Is there a melt factor that's played in somehow? I don't think it needs to be a melt factor because it's just, I think it maybe it can be played on ice, um, huh. which makes it a little more tough. But, but, you know, one of the best parts of those was the juice. That's true. That is, honestly, yeah. It, would, it was way better just to wait till they were, like, mostly melted and eat them then. Yeah. Just gulp that shit yeah. up. All right, Pat, I'm going to let you go because I know this is even later than you wanted. So uh, thank you a lot for uh, the time uh, and some good ideas here. So I thank everybody for emailing in as well. Yeah. It was lovely. I look forward to you post editing and you know throwing in little phrases I said a year ago. I really look forward to it. <laughs> Perfect. What's your favorite one? That's so I can make sure to throw it in. Um, the one with the python. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Every time that comes on, I almost turn the show off. Thank you. <laughs> so that's your least favorite one. Don't put that in. Yeah. Do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks, Pat. We'll continue You're with You're going to anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, bye, Pat. Bye. The moment I removed his pants, I was astonished by the size of his python. Okay. Um, we are joined here. Uh, now I'm joined. Pat's gone. L's in. Easy L. She's been on the show before. I'm back. She's back. And uh, so what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about the... We just went to the Chicago Auto Show. We just went and... Highlight of it was my cousin, Trent, uh, who's been talked about on the show before. He found out that there's a uh, there's a button. So, okay, so in a display in, fro- in front of all these cars, they have these little iPads that are kind of connected into these, uh, I don't know, these little stands. And then so you can click on the iPad and it just gives a little information about the car. Uh, what he found out is that there's a little, uh, they have a little cover covering like the main home button. And they do that so that you don't, so you just stay in the app about that the car that it's in front of. But he found out if you get a little pin, uh, you can click on that and it goes to the home screen. You can put on whatever you want on the screen. So I found in the garbage a, <laughs> somebody's like skewer for maybe eating some sort of like meat stick or something. Kebab. Yeah, Kebab. A meat stick. A meat stick. <laughs> Large black meat stick. And, uh, and then I, I gave that to Trent and he was using that. A couple of the things like, you, it was not working, but then we got to one of the car brads that he he clicks it and then it uh, just changes the, the, the screen to Pornhub, just the homepage of Pornhub. So no video, so it's pretty still kid safe. Uh, but uh, <laughs> just so then somebody just walks over to the car and then it's just uh, just a Pornhub thing, uh, you know, just displayed right in front of the car. So. Not uh, as many people noticed as I wanted them to, though. No, when we it, were watching, at least. Yeah, no, it definitely was not as much of an impact for the little bit we were watching. There was, I saw two guys walk by that were laughing. Another guy walked by, laughed, and then, uh, then we were kind of walking out of there. Uh, some lady took a picture of it. She looked like she might have worked there, and she might have been best. Uh, so that might. Rightfully happen. so. Rightfully so. Um, 
So, Al, Valentine's Day, by the time this comes out, Valentine's Day will be over, but you recently had a good interaction with uh, LinkedIn with a guy. Yeah. This was the day of the um, Trent getting caught with the ski passes, just for reference. So I get this text in the morning that says, hello, from this number. No clue who it is. Haven't given my number. The area out. code's weird, too. 603. Yeah, I don't not know a 6. Yeah, I don't uh, let's uh, there's no way of knowing. There's literally no way of Because I okay. don't have my phone around me. Anyways, didn't know who this was, so I said, sup. Yeah. <laughs> and they replied that minute and said, how are you? And he sent me a link to his LinkedIn. He said, how are you? And then a link to his LinkedIn? Yeah, like a screenshot of it. So 603 area code is uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Okay. So, like, small... Yeah, I small, small. not really sure how that happened. <laughs> not, a, not any big towns. No. And so he sent me his LinkedIn. So I just said, impressive. Do you have any references? <laughs> and then he replies like he was joking about it. He's like, yeah, I ac- accidentally sent that. But yeah, of course. And then he goes, what are you up to this week? <laughs> like, what? And then, yeah. Like, how do you accidentally send your LinkedIn profile? Anyway... <laughs> How is it? I've never sent anybody my LinkedIn no. profile. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, so then we just got into some, I told him I was going to be reviewing the footage of the JFK assassination to see if there's any visual evidence of conspiracy. What about you? <laughs> and then he didn't really get that it was a joke, and he said it was intense. <laughs> and that's where it ended, because he just, I said, once you're in, you're in, and he said, in where? And I was like, okay, and yeah. this kid's dumb, so... <laughs> Can't even have fun with it. Yeah, no, that's... uh. But I don't know. I would suggest that was a pretty solid move, the LinkedIn screenshot It's for you boys out there. Yeah, and, and that's... Uh, it's a, it's an interesting thing with LinkedIn. I feel like that's uh, the kind of ways that, like, uh, you know, the ladies are trying to check on what you're up to. Like, I said this a while ago in a Trump Step episode. I had an ex that added me on LinkedIn that I had not talked to in, like, two years. The same and the person thing happened to me, actually. added you on LinkedIn, and I'm like... Ooh. But I denied that real quick. Oh, see, I accepted it, and then I uh, put them in references of being mean. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But that's, <laughs> um, no, that's that uh, that's good. not what happened. But you can imagine that's a future thing people can do if that comes up again. Maybe else you can still do it at her. Um, I don't really have any hard feelings against her, but maybe I could just try it. So we'll see how that goes. Is there a place for mean on LinkedIn? You can write. You no, know, <laughs> so there's all those things that like people endorse you for. Yeah, mom endorsed me for Microsoft Word. Like, you know? <laughs> how good are you at Microsoft Word? It's just like averagely good. I don't know. <laughs> I'll endorse you for it. All right. But it's just like uh, one of those things literally everyone can do. Why would you endorse yeah. me for it? Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't been I on LinkedIn to, since. I, <laughs> me and uh, Mike, uh, Mikey P, uh, I don't know if he's a friend of the show. Yeah, sure, friend of the show. Me and him used to always endorse each other. We'd always just try to see what's the most we could endorse each other for. So, like, I'd endorse him for butter or feet nice. or, uh, you know, hand stuff or that so kind of thing. But it only pops on up. It? it only pops up if he accepts it. So he'll see it, the request, but he won't. it won't show up on his, like, page until he ex- accepts it. Does he accept usually? Um, No. No, me and him both have a big thing back and forth. We haven't done it in a while, but uh, it is. it has not been accepted by either end. All right, so I wanted to do this uh, Jeff Goldblum movie review here. Hi, hi, hi. 
I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. You, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's gonna be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm gonna get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? L, were you watching TV in 1982? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> then you probably saw uh, CBS's rehearsal for murder in I 1982. Did. I remember that one. They came out in May 26th. Um, this was uh, a great movie. <laughs> okay. Here's here's what's interesting about this. Uh, when you look at the cover now, uh, it's showing uh, starring Lynn Redgrave uh, and Jeff Goldblum, and it's the script and it's ripped in half and it's got a picture of Jeff Goldblum on the cover. Uh, when you look at the original stuff, you see the original pictures, Jeff Goldblum's like not even mentioned on this thing. So what's it telling you, like what's your initial thoughts on that? Why would he be now, like in the now cover for IMDb, he's right on the cover, but in the original stuff he was not. Because he's big time now. Now he's big he's time. But a review on podcast. But also at the time he's barely in this movie. He's not barely in this movie, but he's like maybe the fifth most time in this movie. Well, what is he listed as? Uh, he's listed on this one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh billing on wow. this. So, uh, he, okay, so <laughs> here's what this is. It's about this guy played by Robert Preston. A lot, okay, basically very few people in this movie I recognized. Uh, so this movie is, is about this guy who's, it starts off and he, it's a year after his wife had apparently committed suicide. And so he's doing this new play kind of in her honor um, and he's trying to find out, he's trying to get to the bottom of who killed his, he thinks it was a murder. It was just his fiance, not his wife. He thinks it, she was murdered. Uh, everybody else thinks it was a suicide. So he's kind of doing a play to reenactment, reenact it and hoping that somebody, somehow he finds out the real answers in this recreation of a play of her death a year after. Um, so here's who it's starring. Uh, a bunch of people I didn't recognize. Lynn Redgrave. She was in Gods and Monsters with Brendan Fraser, who, which I reviewed on episode 54 of Chub Step. Uh, that also, if you look at the cover photo on the Facebook for uh, Chub Step podcast, uh, the picture of Jeff Goldblum, like looking, or Brendan Fraser looking at himself in a rear view, like a side view mirror on a car, uh, that's from Gods and Monsters. Uh, another person in this, William Russ. Uh, William Russ is Alan Matthews in Boy Meets World. Wow. The dad. Wow. Also from Boy Meets World, Mr. Feeney, William they Daniels. Both be on the cover. And yeah, <laughs> so they were both in this movie. Uh, played somewhat significant roles. Uh, and so it was just random to see not one person, but two per you, Both of them, you were like, wait, I think I kind of recognize Because <laughs> yeah. like, you don't see them in that much other stuff. So you're just like, you kind of recognized them. But it was kind of weird. Uh, so they're in this. Jeff Goldblum is playing an actor in this. He's one of the actors in both plays, the original play and then the new play that they do. So. Um, this is a made-for-TV movie. It's so... The problem with, with made-for-TV movies, um, they're almost never good. Shocking. Uh, so that's a, not a good start. I've seen a lot of them just because. I've probably watched more TV movies in, doing, in the last like two years doing these reviews for Brendan Fraser and Jeff Goldblum than I ever did prior to that. 
Other than Disney Channel movies, because that's a little different. Because all the movies yeah. were basically... You're not a big Lifetime guy? No, not a big Lifetime guy. Um, but uh, this movie just, like, is very overdramatic. The music sucks in it. Uh, there's just, like, a lot of, like, the guy's just going through how this murder happened, and he's saying it, like, once you find out if this murder actually happened, there's a lot of just, like, pauses and then just very overdramatic, just... It's not something I would ever recommend. This is a bottom-tier Jeff Goldblum movie for me. This is a Randy Quaid on the Jeff Goldblum Movie Review Independence Today scale. I'm Fly. I'm Pilot. Okay, uh, L. how about some Tanzania news? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what you guys get? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Okay, so uh, this article is, this is a classic uh, Tanzania news uh, about Magafuli, uh, the president also known as the bulldozer. So this is in a, re a recent article from All Africa. It says, uh, Magafuli supports polygamy to end prostitution. Is so like polygamy is, yes, polygamy is more than one uh, I do partner. I too. I think I support that also. Okay, so <laughs> what, his, what his argument is here is that in Tanzania, they have roughly 40 million women and 30 million men. So you're going to have a lot of women that are not going to be able, you know, that are going to be single. But if you have a guy that's marrying two wives, then you can fill that out pretty fast. And then also, I guess the reason he's saying that uh, prostitution is apparently very widespread in Tanzania, even though it is illegal. So he was saying if they were married to a man, then they wouldn't be prostitutes. I feel like this isn't the worst idea you've had. <laughs> in, in, like, in theory, it kind of makes sense, right? Like it's, it's dumb. But it said, this is, this is a ridiculous work. quote. Our women are crying every day due to lack of men to marry and support them economically, hence they engage in prostitution. So because there's, that's, that's a pretty ridiculous statement. Yeah. Uh, if there's not, if, because there's not men to support them, uh, they cry and they start being prostitutes. So that part is a little, his rationale might be a little, make a little less sense. But I mean, technically, if a marriage could work with two wives and the husband, but Tanzania is a pretty not well-off nation. So I, don't, yeah. I mean, they would have to have a you know, if the if the father was actually making enough to support two families, or one big family, yeah. then it's, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but uh, I think he's right on the whole. You cry and then you become a prostitute. Like, those <laughs> yeah, are the logical steps. That's pretty spot on. Every time. That's pretty spot on. Uh, but I mean, like, could. I think this could help the most with unmarried women, uh, but I don't think this is going to help the prostitution problem at all, if that's what his goal is with this. But he was talking about giving incentives to men that married more than one wife. So not only would he think it help, but actually like incentivize people to do that, which is interesting. Hmm. Does the guy wear two wedding rings? Oh. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Because it's not like the girls are married to each other. They're, mar they're each married to the guy. They're not, like, married to each other. So the yeah. guy should be wearing two wedding rings. Yeah, he should. That should be a rule. That should be a rule. I think that would have to be included in there. Okay, I can be all right with that. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. <laughs> I guess if the women agree to it, right? I mean, it's, Why not? it's up to them. I don't think that would be something they would like, but um, there you go. 
Oh, here was my last thing, Al. Uh, so with the Olympics, we were talking about Olympics earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, so they did that big drone thing in the opening ceremony. Yeah. Do you remember that? And they showed like an image of the snowboarder. Mm -hmm. It was like a bunch of like drones with lights on them at night. They should have done that with memes, right? I thought those were birds we talked. Well, they did birds. Yeah, yeah, we decided <laughs> they were birds. Yes. Uh, but since they were drones with lights and they made little images, yeah. uh, they should have done memes, right? Wouldn't that have been way better than like a snowboarder guy? Good. Do you think South Korea is like into memes though? I think they were probably into memes like years yeah, ago. Yeah, they were probably way ahead of the... And now they're like, over it. What would have been a good meme to show like that you could have shown with just an outline and drones? I would do just like a ton of different memes. Yeah, you could go through like a whole list of the memes. And then like far away, it looks like oh, a picture. A, oh, a bunch up. of memes at one time. So you need even more drones probably to get all the details. We could, they could we're going to need drones. a lot of drones. Yeah, we're going to need a lot of drones. Um, but I think that would have been better than just like a snowboard thing. I think that probably would have gotten like, if they want to engage like younger audience, yeah, probably memes. Probably memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next time, next, <laughs> next time. time. Next time, South Korea, figure that out. Um, we're going to wrap up the show there. Uh, email the show, chopstaff.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for L for coming in. Anything you want to plug, L? Um, no, just everyone go cheer on my boy, Matt Hamilton, for men's curling. Yeah. Uh, big time into him. Now, because now Coeds is done. Coeds yeah. mixed his doubles is done. Um, and so he's on to just men's. Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, yeah, email the show, rate the show on iTunes, uh, follow Pat Callahan on Instagram, patcallahan044, and the show has ended. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.